Welcome to D3 the Podcast, where the rules are suggestions and the suggestions are rules. As always, I'm your faithful GM, Jacob, and as always with me, I have... Hi, my name is Ruby. I play Sunflower. Sunflower the what? Oh, the champion? Champion what? Noel. <laughs> I got there. Champion Noel. <laughs> yeah, with a little guidance. Sh- sh- shut, shut up. Hi, I'm Caleb, and I play Abbott, the Catfolk Witch. Really, Ruby, we do introduce the podcast this way every time. So. I'm I'm sorry, okay? I just, it's been a day. We literally just talked about I literally woke up yelling help. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I was asleep. My body was dead to the world. In my nightmare, I was like, help. I felt my voice actually say it. And then the cat and dog came over and sat on me. They were like, is this helping? And it was helping. Wow. So, uh, welcome back to D3, the podcast, our Pathfinder Pathfinder 2E podcast. Uh, We are going to open, as usual, we open the session in the village of White Dragon Pine. Outside the port town of Port... Old land, uh, which, as if the audience had forgotten, it's called Portal Land, uh, due to the large amount of mystic portals in the area, and thus the large need for a lot of adventurers in the area. Which, of course, is why we are doing our, sorry, which of course is why we are opening per usual, so you guys wake up ready for your final assignment at Hope's Pegasus Adventuring Academy. Uh, How do you guys start your day? Who wants to start? Caleb, you start. Wow. I panicked. Actually, you know what? No, I let you start, Ruby. No, don't do that to me. (laughs) No, you go ahead. But what if you don't? (laughs) What if you don't do that to me? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be generous. No, I'll I'll go ahead. <laughs> um. So yeah, go ahead. I will start, Abbott. You actually do wake up in bed. Uh, you feel a tongue licking up your fur. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you wake up to find a uh, spot on your chest grooming your face. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a cat with my other smaller cat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Not weird at all. Yeah. Well, listen. This is how Spud sees Abbott. Like you know, normally. It's just a bigger, dumber cat. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is a cat folk, Caleb. Yeah, of course. It's a real goofy Pluto situation. Yeah. Yeah, so Abbott is going to get up, uh, pick up Spud, lick him. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And then it's going to start getting ready. Cool. Start getting on. What, What does it look like you getting ready? You have to prepare your spells and your feet with their little item you prepare each day yeah what does that look like uh for abbott i think remind me abbott is going to um sort of pull out this big tome and uh sort of move his his little little paws along sort of the words and sort of absorb the knowledge that way um as you do uh you see spud actually sits on your shoulder as you do it, and you do see little motes of light coming up from 
this tome and going into Spud. Hell yeah. As Spud, as a witch, your familiar is your, like, spell repertoire. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Uh, Sunflower. How does uh, Sunflower start her day? Um, I think Sunflower wakes up, makes breakfast, and goes for a run. Uh, cool. Are you just running around the campus? I think, yeah, and she'll, she'll, feed, she'll feed Clive. Cool. I think, Clive, your uh, steed is just kind of bounding along next to you. As you run, you go around the campus, you wave to everyone, you pass the different big stone buildings that you have your classes, you pass the dungeon simulation, you pass the alchemy lab, uh, which currently doesn't have smoke pouring out of it because it is still early in the morning. Uh, yeah, you run around campus. I assume when you get back, do you get on like your armor and everything? Yeah, I, I get fully ready. Cool. Perfect. Um, so you pawn your armor, you grab your sword, or what's your weapon again? Um, my claws. Oh, right, right. You don't have a weapon, you just bite and claw? Uh, you have a shield, though, correct? Yes. Cool. So you put on your shield, get all that ready. Uh, I'll say you finish up right as Abbott's finishing up his, uh, spell preparation for the day, and you guys head out into your hallway, and you guys are approached by Stevie. Your resident adventurer, a.k.a. your RA. Uh, you see them, they let out this big yawn. Uh, you see their vampire teeth there. Obviously, they're vampire. It's during the day, they're pretty sleepy. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hello, morning, you guys. Are you ready for your final assignment at Adventuring Academy? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Perfect. Well, I was told to give you each one of these. And she hands each of you a scroll. Ooh. I'll read that sucker. I'll pop that sucker open and read it. I let Abbott read it because I can't read. <laughs> well, as always, ask me any questions, anything you need to know. I'm going to be hanging back to bed, but remember, you can always knock. I, I uh, finger guns. Incredible. He finger guns back. Awesome. And he heads out. Uh, cool. I so have it. You rip open the scroll. Yeah. You rip the seal. Precisely. Final asti- assignment for this final adventure. You are tasked with locating the dungeon of the destitute scholar. Within it holds an ancient artifact. The artifact is able to show you a map of how to get any to any destination in the entire multiverse. Your job is to make your way through the dungeon, retrieve the item, and return it to school. And remember to sorry, and remember to use the resources at the academy to prepare for this adventure. Sincerely, Professor Ivonicus Odinson. Wow. <laughs> Good old Professor Ivonicus. We got this. God, I like you always laugh at that name, Caleb. I, do. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so just to remind you guys too, to prepare for your final one, there are a few locations on campus that you guys have access to and have a little bit more leeway with getting items from to prepare you for said adventures you get sent on occasionally. Uh, there's the blacksmith shop, the potion shop, the magic shop, and then a general supplies store. Let's go to the potion shop, I think. That's really what my mind jumped to, is we could really use some 
Good old healing potions. I'll just I'll just follow Abbott. I trust him. Incredible. Uh, are you riding Clive or? Oh yes, hands down. I also will make Abbott ride Clive with me. You're lucky I'm small and can't resist you in any way. Yes, I just pick him up, hold him like like I hold Bia, per usual. Uh, so yes, so there's a cow with a hyena and a cat on its back, and then a cat with another cat on its shoulder. Yeah. Perfect. Love this image. <laughs> uh, you head over to the potion shop. It doesn't really have a name. It's just the uh, Hope's Pegasus Adventure Academy Potion Shop. Uh, I assume you come, off, you jump off of Clive to enter. Yes, yeah, of course. I mean... No, we try to ride Clive in. Ruby, I would. I I need to double check because I wouldn't put it past you to try that. <laughs> I'm joking. But you gotta admit that, like... That thought did cross her mind. Cool. So you guys enter. You see behind the counter of this potion shop. The walls, of course, are lined with elixirs and potions and acid. And in the back, you see a glass case with um, alchemical bombs, things like that. Behind the counter, you see this person, pitch black skin. Like, not what we see in real life. Dark, but, like, void black skin. With shadows swirling around her. Uh, you see Santi, the Fletchling alchemist. Uh, Fletchlings are people with connections to or heritage to the plane of shadow. I thought they were birds for a hot sec. That is Fletching. I know. On arrows. Isn't it Fetchling? Isn't that? It's a Fetchling, Jacob. Might be Fetching. Did I add an L? I might have you added, added an L. They are pretty Fetching. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In this world, they're called Fletchlings. No, you're right, it's Fetchling. I added an L, because it sounds better. She goes, hello, how may I help you this bright morning? I gesture very dramatically at Abbott. Uh, me? You want, are are you selling me? (laughs) No, no, you, you wanted to buy things. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Healing potions. Um, we would love some of those so we don't, you know, uh, kick the bucket. Uh, roll me a diplomacy. Oh, boy. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, she will go, hmm, are you heading out on your final adventure today? Yeah, our last one. Uh, you see she goes and she pulls out this big tome and flips through it a little bit and goes, I am able to give you two minor elixirs of life. And it also says here you are being provided two spider foot brew. Is this acceptable? Do we want more? You sure you couldn't make it like a moderate elixir of life? Like two moderate elixirs? <laughs> you go after all diplomacy again? Yeah, let's see. Come on, I'll, I'll say big money. The DC isn't as high as it could be because. 21. Okay, maybe. But you will have to do a favor for me, a small one at least. Okay, what do you got? I need you to deliver this case of potions to the magic shop. I pick it up. Uh, roll me athletics. Six. Total? Yes. What'd you get on the die? Four. Well, you have two athletics? Yes. How, how's your strength score? Fourteen. So you have, n- that, that would, that would be, if, see if you've, you're not trained in athletics at all. No. Wait, let me double check. No, I rolled a two. Yeah, it seems like you're Six. not trained in. I think you have a plus four strength, but you're not trained in it, so. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, You pick it up, and 
you instantly like fall over to the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Go make a little roll to see uh Can I if roll anything, anything to try not to drop anything? I think that's what the athletics check was. I thought that was to pick it up. I guess no what fine. You you didn't roll a natural one. I'm gonna say you try lifting it and you just like you like it hurts, you don't really lift it. Yes. I am is the door big enough for Clive? <laughs> no. Can I try again? Uh, sure. <laughs> 11. Okay, you're able to barely pick it up and kind of shuffle awkwardly out of the place with it. And then I'm going to attach it to Clive. It's very embarrassing. I think Santi's going to look at you, Abbott, and go, you may return for your healing potions once I have confirmed it's been delivered. You got it. (laughs) She does give you your two uh, spider climb potions things. Oh, that's good. Hopefully I didn't break the game by giving you better healing potions. I really don't know <laughs> how good healing potions are in this. Oh, well, live and learn. Uh, cool. So are you guys heading to the magic shop next? Yes. Yes. Cool. Uh, you guys head across town, not across town, across campus. Uh, you get to the magic shop. Uh, as you approach, you see the doors open for you by a skeleton uh, wearing a bowler hat. Sir? The skeleton tips his hat to you. I, I tip my not hat to him. <laughs> what? Well, I don't wear yeah, what a do hat. You... Okay, so you tip your head so to him. So I tip him. my head like a fake hat. I pretend I'm wearing a hat. Okay, so you put your hand on your head. No, like in, in the air in front of me, like there's a brim there. <laughs> yeah, of course. You make the motion you, of tipping a hat. You, put, the, you yeah. put your hand flat in front of your face and you just press it down slightly. Yes. Listen, this is a game of imagination, so whatever your mind says, Caleb. I just... It's true in your head, Shannon. Just a truly insane thing. You guys enter the magic shop. Uh, Abba, you love the smell of parchment and dust and strange herbs. And the, the shop is full of it. As you enter, you do hear from mine, you... Oh, howdy there. Uh, you... Is that some from me? Uh, as you look up and you see hanging from a rafter in the ceil- on the ceiling, messing with something on a top shelf, you see the Venara Bonnie, the necromancer. Oh. So she's a little, like, monkey person. Incredible. How can I help y'all? I tip my fake hat. <laughs> you mean you're, you, you put your hand in front of your face and press down? No. What, sh- <laughs> what you doing there? And then I, I, I hand over the box. Well, she's on the ceiling. I Also, she did ask what you were doing with your hand. I brought the box. His <laughs> attempt at what? dodging. What, what, what box? You know, the, the box of potions. Oh, from Santi. Yes, of course. Uh, let me come on right down. Uh, and she climbs on down, down one of these shelves. Uh, you can put the box on the table, Ruby. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> no, I refuse to. Uh, yes, I do. Ruby, again, I can never tell with sunflower. That's valid. Ooh, perfect, perfect. Um, So uh, how can I help y'all? I think people will be able to tell Ruby is tired during this recording. Going on adventure? Mm-hmm. Would you like me to help you? I'd love that. Yes. Okie doke. She kind of looks at sunflower and goes, I-, I can't really help you, but I can help you. Oh. She's got a little bit more hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then Southern Chomp. Uh, sounds perfect. Uh, so she's going to cast a spell on you, Abbott, to give you a boost. 
Would you rather plus one to your spell attack or plus one to DC? Uh, DC. Okay. Uh, you see she pulls out some bones, puts them around you, works her magic, and uh, you now have a plus one to your spell, uh, spell save DC. Hell yeah. Oh, while you're here, can I ask you to bring something back to the potion shop? Sure. Perfect. Uh, can you bring this book over to Santi over there? Yeah. Uh, and she'll bring you a book to bring over. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, so you guys head back to Santi. I assume you give her the book. Yeah. No, I keep it for myself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll give, I'll, no, I'll give her the book. <laughs> All right. Let me look up real quick. How much moderate uh, healing potion does healing elixir elixir does? I think it's called a life elixir technically, or elixir of life. So instead of giving you a minor one, she's gonna give you a lesser, which is the next one, which is a level five item. Uh, each one heals. Okay, so each one heals three d six plus six hit points, yeah. and gives you a plus one bonus. For saving throws against diseases and poisons for 10 minutes. Awesome. So do you each take one? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Perfect. And you also each have the thing that, I'll just tell you, it gives you a climb speed. Uh, Cool. So you guys have the blacksmith shop, if you want to stop by that. And also, if you just need anything from the general supply store. Hmm. Uh, why don't we go to the blacksmith shop to get you a little something something. Uh, and then... I don't, I don't know. I don't see much need for anything for general supplies. That's totally valid. So. Uh, Ruby, you go to that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys head over to the blacksmith shop. Uh, as soon as you open the door, you hit with this wave of hot air from the forge and back. Uh, you see behind the counter uh, sitting is this handsome humanoid with bright red skin and curly uh ram's horns on their head uh and you guys know this is thomas the human tiefling oh uh welcome um oh uh should i call addy from the back i think she'd like to see that you guys are here sure sure ruby were you nodding i forgot the human languages that exist for a second there (laughs) okay then i just uh so addy will come out from the back Addie is this tall, broad uh, orc with these beautiful white angelic feathered wings on her back. As you know, she is a orc Asimar. Uh, she goes, Sunflower! Addie! Uh, she wraps you up in a big old hug. Hug right back. So, you guys going on adventure, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Uh, anything I do want me to uh, polish up your armor? Sharpen a blade. Why are we here? For stuff for you. <laughs> right. To, to to get stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff she offered yeah. just now. I just got a thing. You should yes. get a thing. Uh, which one? Fix it. Your armor. Can I have a backup shield? Uh, yeah, I think I'll backup shield him back. That'd be awesome. Uh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So now if you use the shield bo- block ability and your shield breaks... Uh, you have a backup shield. Noise. She gives you exact replica of the shield you have. Uh, cool. Do you guys chat with them anymore? Or are you guys ready to head out? I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready. 
Perfect. Cool. Do you guys want to stop by the general supply store? Or are you guys all good? I think I'm good. Like, I, I I can't think of anything in particular we might want from the general supply store. But that's just me. Ruby, anything in particular? I have nothing on my list. Cool. Yeah. I, I just put it there in case you guys want to buy anything, like, specific or weird. Like, non-magical stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. Perfect. Uh, so... You guys head out through the woods to location uh, where, you know, the entrance to this dungeon is. Why don't you guys roll me uh, survival checks to track it how uh, and follow it. the map and all that? 24. Eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sunflower, you, you kind of sniff the air. You have a feeling you know where to go for this uh you've you've grew up out in the woods correct Mm -hmm. on a farm so like this isn't your first time hunting or navigating the woods uh you're able to follow the map pretty well with just map and compass uh do you guys chat about anything as you approach so what exactly are we looking for again we're looking for uh, if i'm not completely mistaken a map that can find anything anywhere okay well first the dungeon then I'm But but the like is it like a piece of paper? I mean most maps are. Okay. So I okay, assume I so. think I'm I'm ready. <laughs> God. Oh, sunflower. Cool. So you guys are looking for the dungeon of the destitute st- scholar. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so you guys make your way through the woods. You see in the distance this giant stone tunnel entrance that seems to be like going and leading underground. And as you approach, you see it fills with these red glowing eyes. And you hear, who approaches us? Uh, Abbott and Sunflower. And, and Spud, and, and Clive. Why do you approach Rex Radis Gargantian? We're looking for that piece of paper that tells you where things are. We do not know of this. We are the guardians of these woods, and none shall pass without paying tribute. And as exiting from the shadows of this entrance tunnel, you see a swarm of giant rats. Hot. <laughs> Sorry. What? I didn't mean to say that. I I promise wow. that was a joke, and I didn't we mean to say We learned a it. lot about Ruby on this episode. No. No, you didn't. We learned so much. So educational. You just learned that Ruby has no frontal lobe and has no, what is it called? Willpower, <laughs> but not. It's it's the willpower to not do things. Restraint. Self-control. Thank you. I have no self-control. You're not helping your case by saying that, Ruby. No, it has nothing to do with the rats. I just hear somebody come out of the shadows and I'm like, I must refer to them as hot. That is funny. <laughs> All right, then. So you guys are faced with, with this uh, rat king made of giant rats. Wonderful. Uh, Rex Radis Guardian. Gar- Gigante. Good gaunt. Giant in Latin. Uh, what do you guys say or do? They ask for tribute to enter. Question. On our way here, mm-hmm. did I see any, like, forageables? Were you looking for forageables? Listen, with with her ADHD, I feel like she was. 
Just for funsies. Roll me a survival check to forage. I'll give it to you. We're getting near the end of the, the campaign. That's a nine. Jesus. Roll 20 does not like you guys. Can I can I redo that one? Um, You might be able to spend your hero point. I'll do it. I think that's how those work. We haven't used them. Natural People 20. People have been mad at us for not using them. Jesus. Yes, you found delicious. You've just found like cheeseburgers. So here's the thing. From I'm a gonna cheeseburger tree. Shut your whore mouth. I know exactly what I found. <laughs> Jesus. Are you, are you emotionally ready for this? Ruby, Ruby, when Ruby's very out of it, they are either just like not talking or incredibly feisty. Yeah. Listen, Sunflower has gathered various mushrooms and nuts and some berries and somehow they stumbled upon like a turkey, uh, maybe a couple of rabbits. Um, and so they're going to take an hour to like forage all this delicious, delicious shit. She's going to build a fire. Eve, are you just kind of watching this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to crack out her adventurer's boiling pot. Fucking make a delicious fucking stew. Okay, you got a natural 20. I'll say you can make a stew in the middle of the woods here. And offer a bowl to Rex Radis. And we'll have dinner with Rex. We are grateful for such a great tribute. We feel we must give something in return. You see they scramble into the tunnel. Uh, and they come back and hand you a crown. Oh... I wear it. Thank you. Thank you, my Looks friend. Looks great on you. They they all bow to you. I bow back. And they, they move out away and let you in, too. They're, they can have this, the rest this of this dungeon. Too. Oh, they will, for sure. Uh, cool. You guys enter the tunnel, I assume. Mm-hmm. Abbott, did you give Sunflower the thing you got from your feet? That you make a thing each day? Yes. Took that one, correct? Yeah. Okay, did you give that to Sunflower? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Sunflower, you have a thing that on uh, your first saving throw against a spell or haunt during the day, you get plus two on that saving throw. Sound good? Yep. Cool. You guys head down this tunnel. It's this very smooth, it almost looks like one piece of stone tunnel heading down. You see at the beginning of it, you see a lot of people have painted or carved into it, into these walls. But as you get deeper into this tunnel, they'll slowly disappear. And as you approach, you reach a wall with a heavy door. And written above it, this door, it says, Challenges of the Library. Ooh, you're good at libraries. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure am. (laughs) Those... Uh, those who enter must prove their worth. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, I guess they must mean eventually, right? I mean, uh, no. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna approach this entryway. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you approach it. It looks like a big old heavy wooden door. Yeah. Want to try and open it? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to open it. You open the door, and you see a shimmering wall in front of you. Ooh, shiny. I'm going to go touch it. Okay. Uh, as you touch it, your hand goes through it. I'm going to stick my face through it. Cool. Uh, you stick your face through, uh, and you see a giant circular stone room on the other side, and you see three doors there, 
and written above on the ceiling it says to enter you must fight off the biggest threats to any place of knowledge mold you see above each of the doors flame flood and fauna okay it should be flora but are molds flora i think they're flora abbott come on Mm-hmm. yep uh do you also enter yeah it is just big enough for clive to get through good boy uh yeah you enter you see three doors each with a different thing written above it one says flame one says flood one says fauna let's try the fauna ruby sure cool uh you guys open the door and again you see the shimmering wall in front of you uh i assume you enter yep cool you enter the room you see three pedestals in front of you in a row each one seems to have symbols called arcane symbols carved into them and in front of each of them you see three stone blocks each with uh like a pictogram like a picture carved into them what are the pictures study. yeah i'm gonna study them if you're studying the pictures i'd like you guys roll me a nature check 21 13 okay uh you guys both are able to recognize this well i'll give it to sunflower you see one of them seems to have some sort of bug on it the other has a spider and the last has a cat Abbott, you specifically recognize this bug as a silverfish. Mm-hmm. So there's those, the three pedestals, and that is the only things in this room. Yeah. Uh, why don't we put those blocks on these pedestals if we can? Sure. Cool. Uh, you approach these uh, arcane symbol-covered pedestals? Yeah. Okay. There's uh, left to right. Let's call them one, two, and three. Which block do you put on which one, and in what order? Oh. Could you re-describe the symbols on them? Uh, The blocks or the pedestals? I don't think we ever got the pedestal, the symbols described to us. The symbols are, one is a silverfish, Mm -hmm. which is type of bug. And they eat book glue. One is a a spider. And the last one is a cat. Uh, You guys haven't tried deciphering the arcane symbols on the pedestals. Well, you, you decipher the arcane symbols... But I know that cat eats spider eats silverfish. Yeah. Ruby knows that for a fact. Our cat eats spiders. Why don't we do silverfish, spider, and then cat? But we need to know what the arcane symbols mean. Yeah, let's look at the arcane symbols. What am I rolling? Uh, roll me arcana check. 29. Okay. Uh, you recognize that these are summoning symbols. Hmm. Uh, and with that high a check... You all just know there's a slight delay on some of them, on each of them. The fun farthest left, if you put on in one round, it'll summon it. If you put on the middle, it'll take two rounds before it summons. Alas, it'll take three rounds before it summons. So why don't we do silverfish, then spider, then cat? Yeah. Cool. So you put down the silverfish. Six seconds pass, and you see appearing is a. Well, you put them down. Yeah. Okay. Um, as sorry, let me re-describe it. So you put down the silverfish one first. One round passes, and in that time, you put down the spider. And as you guys do that, you see 
appearing and replacing the block with the picture of the silverfish, you see a giant swarm of silverfish. They are bigger than you. But because of the timing, as you do that and they appear, before they get a chance to attack, you then see a giant mystical spider appears and instantly attacks and starts devouring the silverfish swarm. And as they finish devouring the silver uh, fish swarm, you see the last one, the cat, is replaced and a giant, like, Bengal tiger-sized cat appears and instantly just squishes the spider. Hell yeah. Good kitty. Uh, The cat looks up at the three of you, specifically goes and, like, sniffs at Abbott and Spud. My tail is wagging wildly as I stand stock still, not to scare the kitty. This is how I, I acted when I first met Abbott. <laughs> Jesus. Abbott, you don't have anything that lets you talk to cats, right? No, I don't believe I do. Okay, cool. So, the cat kind of sniffs you, gives you a nod. Uh, he walks to the back wall, wall where you entered, which you guys just now look and notice there's no doorway there anymore. But, as it does... It swipes its claw on the wall, and a doorway appears where you came from. Hell yeah. I assume you guys exit. Yeah, yeah. we did the puzzle. Yeah, you guys nailed the puzzle. Uh, Perfect. You guys exit back to that circular room that talks about facing the issues uh, that threaten a library. Uh, and as you do, uh, you see there are only two doors left. Let's do flame next. Fire! Yes, Ruby. Fire! Fire! Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. You guys enter the flame door. Uh, Unsurprisingly, as you enter, you are hit with a wave of heat. Because as you enter and you walk out, you see you're now standing in what looks almost like an arena or a coliseum. And... You see surrounding this circular arena, and you see surrounding this arena, you see uh, a bunch of lava surrounding it. And as you guys look, bursting out of the lava, sending it flying, you see this big scaly creature, flames lighting its eyes as it lands in front of you. And you guys are face to face with a flame drake and i would like you guys to roll initiative i just stared very long at my sheet trying to figure out what the fuck is initiative for a hot sec 11 okay uh sunflower you are first to act i'm gonna full-on charge this motherfucker cool i will say this arena is 50 feet like diameter so you can spend two moves unless you have something else. Yeah, I'm going to spend two moves, and with the third, I'm going to smash it. Cool. So Clive is just kind of looking nervous. Yeah, Clive can off stay to the back side. there. Cool. Uh, roll me an attack. You have to tell me what you got. Uh, 17. 17? Uh, you do not hit. You kind of swipe out with your claws, and you just don't quite get through the scales. And that is your turn, I believe? Yes. Cool. So you are... Right in front of this flame drake. It is going to use two actions to do Draconic Frenzy. It's going to make two fang strikes and a tail strike against you. Does an 18 hit? 
Me? No. Okay. Does a 26 hit? Yes. I assume a 13 does not. No, it does not. Uh, perfect. So it is going to hit you. It swings out with a claw, and you're able to deftly dodge out of the way. But unfortunately, you get hit with this second fang attack. And luckily, though, you're able to raise your shield and block its tail attack. Uh, you're going to get hit once with a fangs. You take 11 damage, 11 normal damage, okay. and 5 flame damage. So unless you have something against no. flames. Fire. That is two actions as one more action. It is going to... Uh, it's just going to make another tail attack against you. It's a simple creature. And 15 misses. Hell, if it's four attacks, it hits you once. Uh, incredible. Cool. Uh, that is its turn. Abbott, it is your turn. I'm going to use all three of my actions on summon elemental. Oh, all right. And... Yeah, what's you summoning? I'm going to summon a water mephit. Cool, cool, cool. What does that look like when you summon it? So uh, Abbott will sort of uh, hold out a hand and a symbol on like his paw will glow and then a small book will appear and then as abbott opens the book this little watery imp will pop out incredible uh so that's all three of your actions you said yes perfect uh we are back at the top with sunflower you are face to face with this thing i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go at it uh i i would like to remind you just so you know, uh, I'm not sure what your abilities are, but if you'd like, you can spend an action, and you can give Clive two actions. And there's some advantages for having Clive near you. Sure. Just like say. Clive will charge. Okay, so you give Clive two actions mm-hmm. with one. What is Clive's speed? 30 feet. 30 feet? Okay. So it'll take two actions if you want to get him within range. Yes. So he'll get, so he is within range. Mm-hmm. Of you, uh, you have two actions left. Um, I'm gonna attack twice. Sounds good. What did you get for attack? Twenty and s- twenty-seven. Uh, the twenty misses. The twenty-seven, I believe, hits for eight damage. Okay, just normal damage. Yes. Wait, no, wait. I think it's piercing. Okay, but not not elemental or any no. other stuff with it, right? Okay, looking a little hurt. Uh, it is now the Drake's turn. Uh, Abbott, you summoned your water elementor by you, correct? Yeah. Okay. It is sees two targets and is more of a creature than anything else, so it is going to use its fireball breath on Clive and Sunflower. Don't worry, Ruby. Clive can't ever per- can't permanently die. Cool. He is a magic spirit, divine gonna, creature. <laughs> gonna kill that cow. Uh, but it's only a 20-foot burst, so it's just going to hit you two. Uh, I need you and Clive to make reflex saves. What? It shot a fireball at you guys. I need you and Clive to roll reflex saves. Clive got a 9. Okay, Clive fails. I got a 20. A natural 20? No, or just a 20. Okay, you also fail. Well, I tried. Uh, luckily, it rolled a bad on its roll. Uh, maybe not bad. I don't know. The averages. Uh, you both take 19 damage of fire. Okay. And it cannot use that ability again. Let me roll. Clive is dead. For really? Yeah. Only How much got health eight. do you have? 
What? Yeah. He only has 8 HP. This is why I was leaving him out of the fight. It says HP 53, No, Ruby. it says HP 8. Okay, let me let me check this out. I don't know why it says HP 53, because he has 8 HP. According to the rhinoceros, 8 HP. Hit points are the number of hit points equal to 6 plus its constitution modifier for each level you have. That's why that's why I wrote on your sheet 53. He took 13 damage, you said? It, luckily, though, after that, it can only... It has to wait six rounds to use it again. It is going to use its last action to just make a fling, fang strike on Sunflower. Do, 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 do. What is your AC, by the way, Ruby? 23. You are smoldering. Your fur is starting to smolder. You are in this very hot armor, and you hold up your shield and just barely deflect as this thing tries to bite you. Got 22 on its attack. Uh, that That is its turn. Uh, Abbott, it is your turn again. I'm going to have my method attack. What, do I think using the method's drench ability would do anything bad to this thing? <laughs> what, is, what does the ability say? Exting- the method extinguishes all non-magical fires automatically within a five-foot emanation and attempts to counteract magical fires plus seven counteract modifier. So it doesn't say anything here about it being hurt by fire, but I'll say it's a long shot, but let's say roll to counter out magic fire. Yeah. And it will roll a a fortitude save versus it. 19. Hmm. I assume it doesn't have a damage there. No. <laughs> no. What is what is the damage of a normal attack from this thing? Uh, do you want me to do the normal attack or as if I had done the breath weapon? Was the breath weapon damage? Uh, 2d6. And Cool. Yeah. Roll 4d6. <laughs> it got a nat 1. So I'm saying not, not, only, not only does it do damage, it does double. Incredible. Um... Wow, <laughs> 18 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Plus, if it has a vulnerability to this, whatever that uh, is. It does It does not. Okay. Well, there it has go. a vulnerability to ice, which I don't yeah. think yeah, no. your breath weapon does cold damage. Yeah. Okay, 19. That It looks very hurt by that. <laughs> Surprising. You actually like cool and start solidifying some of the lava around the edge of this uh, arena. <laughs> Two. Uh, you have two more actions. Yeah. Uh, what do I want to do with Christ. those two more actions? Jesus Christ. Um, That's very, very good, helpful move. Yeah, I'll move up to Sunflower. Like an idiot already used its fireball ability. <laughs> uh, it needs wait six rounds. Okay. Uh, that is, so you stride twice. Yeah. Uh, that is your turn. Back at the top of Sunflower. I'm going to bite it. Uh, you're going to attack? I need cool. to violence against it. For you, I'm going to... 27 twice. And then the last two, I'm going to use to give it that thingy that Clive can do. So mm-hmm. now it is clumsy one until the end of my next turn. All right, let me look up. It looks unbalanced. It sees it like it's steam pouring off of it. You see it's starting to bleed this what looks like magma from these two strikes. Uh, you have one more action if you'd like to do something. I'm going to smack it again. Sure. Go right ahead. 19. 
Uh, that one misses, unfortunately, but is now clumsy. Cool. Uh, which means it has a minus one to all dexterity based checks in DCs, including AC. Oh, wait. What'd you get? Oh, uh, no, not quite high enough with the minus one AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. It is now its turn. It now has three targets in front of it. It is going to do something. It is going to use its uh, Draconic Fury for two actions and makes three attacks. Uh, it's going to make a Fang Strike against Sunflower, then Abbott, then a Tail Attack against Clive. Let's do Sunflower first. Does a 29 hit? Yes. We have 23 though, right? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't crit. Uh, since you don't have anything against fire, correct? No. Uh, you take 17 damage. How are you looking on health, by the way? Uh, pretty good. Got 22 okay. damage. Uh, I think that's what I said. So, like, I'm, like, a little over half. Okay, you're about the same as this creature. Yeah. Uh, Abbott's going to bite at you. That is a natural one. <laughs> so, it misses. I'm going to say, because of the natural one... It just overextends itself and loses its balance, and it's not going to make its final attack on Clive. Incredible. Uh, It is going to spend its turn to fly 50 feet away from you guys and land next to the water. (laughs) Mephit, ready to attack it next turn. Uh, It was going to go there originally, but then Sunflower did a whole bunch of damage to it as well. Incredible. Um, None of you guys have attacks of opportunity, correct? No. I don't think so. Yeah, unless it says under your feet you have it, then you don't. So, I'm just double checking, and Clive does not. Cool. Uh, cool. It, Abby, it's now your turn. Um, huh. I cast Enlarge on Sunflower. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I assume that's two actions? Yes. Cool. Sunflower, you grow giant. Yeah. You're now large sized. You do have clumsy one. Um, your reach increases by five feet. So you have a ten foot reach. Uh, you gain a plus two status bonus to melee damage. Incredible. Yeah. Can I go for it? Uh, Abby, you have one more action. And I've got my method. And you got your method. Oh, wait, you need your last action to sustain that if you'd like to. Yes. Keep I would love to cool. keep sustaining that. I'm now just going to use my breath weapon attack as the method. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, what do I need to roll? Uh, a reflex save. Okay. So it does have a minus one from being clumsy to that. Uh, does a 13 make it? No. It rolled a four. Uh, how much damage does it do? This does not do extra damage. Yes, but... of course. Only three. Okay. Um, it starts wondering why it thought this thing was such a threat. And then it's going to do a claw attack with its last action. Okay. So AC uh, is one lower. So No one can say, by the way, that I like metagame and play to win. Because if it had stayed, it would have gone attacks of opportunity on you casting a spell. <laughs> yeah. But it only made sense it would go after the thing that hurt it. So. 18 to hit? Actually, Fred could play this thing smarter. I'm going to say it's an ammo. Technically, it has eight, with eight intelligence. Sorry. What did it get to hit? 18. Uh, That misses. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, that is back at the top with Sunflower, though. Can I jump on him and and, cl- and just go go hog wild destruction? Uh, does your speed increase from being enlarged? Does it? Does it say anywhere on there, Caleb? No. Okay. 
Well, then you still have 25. You can move twice and hit it. I will do that. Incredible. 22. 22 to hit. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, that hits it. Awesome. Do your damage. Nine damage. All right, all right. It's definitely below half health. It's not looking great. Uh, Remember, you've the got Drake's... plus two damage as well. Oh, oh. I will mind. I'll just take two more. I'll take two more off the cell. Just a bloody murder cry. Just a war scream. Just... Okay. I am not a barbarian. You are not. You are like a paladin. Yeah. But luckily it hasn't attacked Abbott at all. So you haven't need to use your like protection abilities. It is going to do another draconic frenzy because this thing can only do so much. It's going to it's gonna start by hitting the water method. Stands to reason. What is the AC? Sixteen. Okay, so it crit. Cause it got above ten. It's AC. So that will be oof. uh does it have resistance to fire? Yes, it has resist fire three. Okay, so I will roll the fire damage separate. Not that might not matter. Uh, 35 damage. Dead. Okay, it just slashes. It sizzles out of existence. Uh, it will then make a fang strike on sunflower. Do, do, do. Does a 19 hit? I don't believe no. so. Okay, it misses. And then it gets a 12. Wait, sorry. No, even I rolled it wrong, but either way it misses. It misses you twice, uh, and then it's going to make a final attack, which I think it can do. I'm just going to give it a zero, give it another minus five. I don't know how that works when it gets four attacks. So this is not a very high roll. Okay, it misses again. It just claws at you and just bouncing off your armor, I assume. Sunflower? Yes. Bouncing off your giant armor? Just, just glints off. Abbott, back to you. Cool. What even else do I have? You can try to, like, distract it or intimidate it. Pathfinder do us lots of non-combat stuff, too. We can look up. Let's do... I'll cast... Uh, I mean, I'll just... I'll just throw a dart at it. <laughs> okay, that's an action. Yeah, why don't I throw three darts at it, in fact? The best of those was a 19. All three mess. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I like to imagine they just fall short. They don't even reach it. Yeah. Uh, all right, sunflower, back to you, giant sunflower. I'm I'm just gonna beat down on this motherfucker. Incredible. I did not get above a 19. It also you also miss. Yeah. Drake is looking very confused about what is happening. I guess it'll just center. It's, it'll make three attacks on sunflower. Sorry, babe. Fuck you. But I think it's only been four rounds. It doesn't have a lot of stuff. See, I was going to say I'll smother you in your sleep as revenge, but I felt like that was too violent. Why now? You've said it so many times. I don't know. I, I usually just vaguely threaten you. I feel like that was too specific. No, you you do it specific. Okay, I'll smother uh, you in your sleep as revenge. It bites down on you and you hold up your shield and it bites around your shield uh, it got a natural one. I'm going to say it loses an attack as it tries to fight its way off of your shield. So let's see. I'll have it even count as... Yeah. Second attack is a 13. Misses. Man, this is ex- exciting fight. <laughs> have it back to you. I'll get a little bit closer and then I will cast Pummeling Rubble. 
Perfect. Uh, what do what do I roll for that? Roll a, I believe, a reflex save. Cool. Reflex save. Reflex save for the dragon or the drake. Is that a minus one? Well, no, it's actually not a minus one anymore. Fourteen. I believe that fails. Probably. Uh, so it takes uh seven damage. Oof, is not looking good. And it's pushed five feet. Okay. Uh, it gets pushed five feet away from Sunflower. There isn't really anything to put it in. Yeah. Unless you want to push it into the lava, but... I don't really think that would do much. <laughs> yeah. It is immune to fire, I'll just tell you that. Fair enough. Uh, that's back at the top of Sunflower. Luckily, your feet, your range is increased by five feet, so getting pushed away doesn't matter to you hitting it. Do you want to hit it? Do you want to raise your shield? Do you want to call Clive? Do any other special champion stuff? Just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm just going to beat the shit out of him. Okay, he's not doing well. He looks very much on his last legs. I got a 21. I'm going to say, because of time, it is very hurt. I think you've chipped away at enough of its armor. I'm going to let 21 hit. It is not doing great. It is, like, bleeding this hot, smoldering blood everywhere. Uh, What did you get for damage? Um, It was nine damage. Nine, yeah. Uh, how would you like to kill it? I think I just grab onto his throat. Mm-hmm. With one of your giant claws. Yeah. You are now, I think, probably the same size as it. <laughs> yeah, it is also large. So, what what do you do when you grab onto its throat? Uh, yeah, I just grab onto its throat and rip it out. Okay, yeah. You get covered in blood and viscera. And as it screams and melts away into just... Or just bursts into flames in front of you you see a bridge appear over the lava and you see a door from where you enter appear so you've defeated fire let's go through the door yeah cool you are back in the room and you are left with one door that says flood let's go to flood uh so you enter a room is full of these tall bookshelves like a hundred foot tall bookshelves uh you see up on these shelves, every 25 feet or so, you see a book. I'd like both of you guys to roll me perception. 13! 25. Okay. I'll say because you did so well, Abbott. You both see this. You see around the edge, water starts pouring in to this room. Abbott, uh, you see Riddit. You also see at the top of the room, you see a chute. That's perfectly book-shaped. Oh, I see. Gotta get the book there. Uh, there are books every 25 feet on these shelves. Let's 100 go. feet tall. Let's get a climbing. Cool. Do you got, You just start climbing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say you guys both pass the perception check so you can do a round. Do either of you guys have a climb speed? Let me see. Um, I don't believe so. No, I don't believe so either. Uh, do I have yeah, any no. spells that could help with this? I don't think so. Okay, uh, I will need you guys to roll me athletics checks. <laughs> two! <laughs> two? Yeah, two. You know, double All one. Right. 22! Oh, so wait, you got a one on it? No, I got a two total. Oh, okay. We didn't roll it. I, I have a plus zero, so I got a two on the die. Oh, okay, okay. Ruby, what'd you get? Um, I got 22. 22, okay. So, uh, 
Abbott, you try and climb and you're just scrambling. You're not making it up there. Actually, you guys technically, because you're making the climb action, you guys can try it three times. So if you guys want to roll all those together. Nine. Three. What am I rolling? Athletics. Seventeen. Six. Okay, Abbott, you failed every time. Yeah, of course. Sunflower, you pass twice, so you climb up ten feet. Okay. Uh, and now is the water's turn. Let me roll and see how much the water fills the room. You guys are both submerged in water as you as it covers you guys. It rises 17 well, feet. Well, what if we just like tread water while it floats? Well, there are books there. In the water? On the shelves. Yeah, but like... Are you... Can I cast a spell while in this water still? Yeah, I'm writing down some stuff. Uh, So... Are you saying just tread water and ride up and grab the books as you go up and try hold them above the water? Sure. Is that what you were suggesting? Wait, where is this water coming from? It is pouring from the walls and rising up. Mm. I will say you guys, if you like, can float with it just as an action. If you do not, you will be underwater. Yeah, I think I'm going to float with it while I try to figure out how to stop the water. Oh, I've got a way to at least temporarily stop the water if you so want. So you guys rise 17 feet. It's not going to be pretty, but it's, it is a way. Oh, is it? Is it fireball? It's fireball. The solution to every problem. As you guys rise 20, 17 feet in this water, it chills you to the bone and you take damage. I would like both of you guys to make me a dexterity save or an athletics check. Oh, I'm Ten. reflex save. 100% a reflex save. Where's my fucking reflex save? Uh, reflex. Can I just put Abbott on my back and like climb for the both of us? 20 on my reflex. Uh, I will say you did leave Clive down there. Well, so Clive is also going to take this damage. No, I have to carry Clive too. I'm just... <laughs> I'm carrying the both of them. What'd you get Abbott? I got a 20. Okay. Uh, you guys both fail. Wow, even on a 20? Jesus. You guys take 22 cold damage. Uh, So does Clive. Okay, Clive ain't doing well. I ain't doing well. I have 20 health. I will be a nice GM to you guys. Uh, Both of you guys are only intelligence checks. 23. Six! 23, not three. Oh, 23, not three. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought you said three. No, that would be uh, mathematically you, impossible. You... <laughs> You flash back to the potion shop you were at this morning. Oh, yes, that's about right. About an hour ago in real time. And you remember you each have a potion that gives you a climb speed. Shit, let's, let's chug that. Uh, Sunflower, do you chug it or do you give it to Clive? Uh, do you know what? I'll give it to Clive. I can climb. You you can also ride Clive, Ruby. Oh, right. I'll, he's I'll your, ride Clive. He's your steed. Literally, he's your steed. What if we give both potions to Clive? Will that, like, up his climb speed No. (laughs) No, it will not. Yeah. I appreciate the hustle, but no. Actually, if he takes both of them, he actually gets a fly speed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because, you know, flying, it's just, that's just like a double climb. It's climbing on air at that point. Uh, incredible. (laughs) Cool. So you guys take an action to drink your potion and give it to Clive. I'll say you can climb on Clive for free, Ruby. Awesome. Uh, you guys have two actions left and fireball. a climb speed. Clive, climb as fast as you fucking okay, can. Okay, what are you fireballing? The Caleb? water. Just the water that's filling this room. Guess correct. Okay. Roll me damage. I'm trying to evaporate it. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll be nice. 19. This is magic. 19 damage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, The water lowers two feet. That's something. <laughs> because there's like a 20-foot thing in a giant room. Water does not evaporate easily. Uh, But it now is lower. It is now below where you guys are at currently. Climb, motherfuckers. But Abbott, that... Abbott, that is the rest of your actions for this round. Yes. Uh, Sunflower, you use, uh, you have Clive climb. Yes. Cool. So I will say it is an action to pick up a book. Uh, What is Clive's speed? 30 feet. Okay. So you can give Clive two actions. He will climb 60 and you can use your last action to pick up the book. Yes. Does that sound good? You are now at 47 feet. Mm Mm-hmm. A little below halfway there, about three feet away from another book. Abbott, you're at 17 feet, and the water's at 15. Uh, it is now the water's turn. Uh, Abbott, I would like you make a reflex or athletics check to try avoid getting hurt by the water a bit by just trying like keep pace with it. 19, that's a fail. Yep. Okay. Let me first see how much the water rises. The water and Abbott are now at 39 feet. And Abbott, so about eight feet below you, Sunflower. Mm-hmm. And Abbott, you take 11 cold damage. It rolled badly. Cool. Uh, which I believe you have some resistance to. Yes, I do. Because you are a winter cat folk. Yes. Cool. Uh, incredible. It is now your guys' turn. Abbott, you are right on the edge of the water. Sunflower, the water is about eight feet below you. I'm going to move to grab some books. <laughs> you climb? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you guys can decide what order you go in. Who Do you want to go Abbott first? Sure. Sure. So you climb 25 feet. That will raise you to 64. Uh, and you do pass a book on the way, which takes one action to pick up. Mm-hmm. So you are at 64 feet, 25, or yes, 25 feet above the water, one action left, one book in your hand. Yeah. There is two more books ahead of you, one at 75 and one at 100. One at 75 and one at 100. Uh, let me, hang on, let me check something. Oh, no, I didn't take that. Never mind. Um, you have one action left. I'm going to move up to the next book. Do you stop at the next book? Yes. Okay. So you go up 11 feet to 75. Uh, Sunflower, it is your turn. You're at 47 feet, one book. The book at 50 feet has already been grabbed by Abbott. What you doing? And you can't command Clive with one action to give him two actions. Yeah, I'm going to give Clive those two actions. And I'm mm-hmm. going to pick up books with my other actions. Cool. Uh, does Clive move the full 30 feet each turn? Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be 60. So that, yeah, you have two actions left, two books. You pick them both up. Uh, you reach the top by the slot. Uh, you are at the top with three books on Clive uh, is the water's turn. Abbott, uh, you're sitting at 75 feet. You see Clive, a cow, running up perpendicular up of shelves of books, <laughs> charges past you, and somehow just yoinks the book wow. in front of you. Wow. <clears throat> uh, let's see how much the water rises. Oh, wow. Uh, it only rises 11 feet. It only makes up to 50 feet. You're still plenty ahead of it. Uh, and it is your guys' turn again, Abbott. You can move up, you, and you have an action left to put the book in the slot. I would love to. Sunflower, you're right up there. You can jump off your three books if you'd like, as the water is halfway up this room. Um, I'm going to keep just grabbing all the books I can. Well, no, you you're got at it. the top. We got them. We got all of them, Ruby. We're at the top. 
I don't know how to stop this. No, we've, there's you a slot. Put the... There's a slot for books. Remember? Oh, I'll put those there. There's a book safe slot. I panicked. <laughs> you slide them in as you do. You hear a ding. Thank you for returning your books. Have a good day. As the water drains out of the room. And as it does, it reveals a door where you guys entered from. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, you guys head back into the original room you were at. You, There's no door. There's no puzzle on the fauna that destroy books. There's no battle with the flames that destroy books and knowledge. And you have solved the chase of a flood that would destroy knowledge. And you see there's a single door left in this room. It says, those who have proven themselves may now enter. Let's do it. How are you guys looking on health, by the way? Bad. 20. <laughs> I'm going to drink a potion. I should probably drink a potion, cool. too. You guys have two better potions. I believe it's 3d6 plus 6, I said. Yep. You guys are glad I'm a nice GM and reminded you of the spider climb. 17. Yeah. Let's see. So 17 on top of the 19 I had before. I'm at 36. 38. Cool. You guys are around the same health, but that's, you know, much closer to Abbott's full health. Yeah. Uh, you see Spud goes, thank you for keeping me out of the water. Yeah, of course. I gotta keep you safe. Uh, uh, he, he nuzzles up against you. Oh, my little buddy. Do you guys enter the final room? Let's do it. Uh, you guys enter and you see this gorgeous library. It is like gilded shelves with rows and rows of books, of books as far as you can see. And as you enter, though, there's a gust of wind that blows around you. You see papers gets picked up into this vortex. And as it does, they all come together and they start forming a shape in front of you. And you see in front of you forming is this towering shape of a paper dragon. As it forms, it leans its head down to your guys' level. Its head pretty much as big as Abbott. This paper dragon stares you guys in the eye. Eyes. We have one singular eye. Maybe you lost some eyes to that cold water. Uh, your guys' eyes. All eight eyes there. And it goes... Hello, my name is Table of Content, or Talk for short. How may I help you? Hi, Talk, we need that page that's a map to anything. Oh, the Pathfinder? Yeah. Right away, no problem. I'm here to help. Thanks, you buddy. son of a bitch. I lean over and I just start panting. The Pathfinder. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to be on the ground for a little bit. Would you like some tea? Yes, you please. Fucking... Caleb, Caleb will not let it go. You well, absolute cunt. <laughs> Listen, just because we've been playing this campaign for the last two years and this is what it's led to, Caleb. Uh, you see this paper dragon flies away and quickly returns with a mug of tea and a golden scroll. Uh, would you like help being escorted back to the entrance of the ca of the dungeon? Oh, please. Hop on. Oh, <laughs> could you carry my cow? Absolutely. Uh, as you guys all climb on the back of this paper dragon, piping hot tea, Clive clutched in its papery talons, it flies up and up and up 
and bursts out into the bright sun. Just in the woods, just outside White Dragon Pine. And that is where we're going to end the session. Incredible. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a long time coming. Uh, I know we've played a lot of Pathfinder 2E. We still might not quite know the rules, but I think we really made it work. Jacob, I don't think I'm ever going to learn the rules. <laughs> As expected, Ruby. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, any final words from you guys? Thank you uh, for listening to our lovely little uh, Pathfinder adventure. Ruby? Yes? Any final words? <laughs> oh, right. Um, and we end every episode? What? <laughs> Listen. You know the thing we do? I, I think I should describe into detail what happened to me over the weekend. Just so people understand why. So, f- at first, I woke up at... So before we go, we'd like to say a quick thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. Thank you to Jamie Sabino. Thank you to Janice Libby. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Gorham Palmer. And thank you, Elizabeth Palmer. Uh, without you guys, none of this is possible. So final thank you.